Welcome to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. Your home for all things Bolton Wanderers up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. We are back with you once again, and it is a full house for the first time in a little while. All back together, the band is back. Episode 78, and it is back to winning way. So not only have you got us all back together, it's a, it's a three-point pod, which, of course, we all love. Oh, Hope you have had a fantastic weekend. Thanks for choosing to spend your Sunday evening with us. Very good evening to all of you in the chat. Alex, Suchi, Chris, Laura, Pete. Kelly, Radix, Lexi, thank you all for joining us. Uh, absolute right. troopers on a, on a Sunday evening. Leslie. Leslie as well, thank you for joining. So, it's a three-point pod. We uh, we like those ones. So, without further ado, we'll get stuck in. And we'll have our post-match reaction, shall we? So let's have, we're going to have, we'll try something different. Get your one word reviews in the live chat. So all of you watching along at home, I would like you to submit your one word review. And yes, we'll pick some out. We'll go around the the panel first. Chris, one word review for Saturday, please. Mm, Put me on the spot, man. I'll take it. (laughs) Put me on the spot, man. Um... Put me on the spot. No, that's six. No, 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 stop um, Normality. Yes, I like that. Colin, what about you? Got a bit longer to think about mine than I than Chris got. Um, professional. Nice. Ange, you? Don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> um... Safe. 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 Okay. Okay. Mine was going to be reassuring. I think uh, that was oh, going nice. to be my choice. Go through. Uh, go through the chat. Chris has gone for honest, which is a good shout. Louise wow. has gone for professional. Yeah. Uh, Mark has gone steady. Belgrade Wanderer for solid. Jim needed and great shouts. Uh, Suchi has gone comfortable along with Pete. Um, Alex has just gone for performance. Uh, Radix Lexi has gone safe, and Leslie's gone fan dabby dozy. Oh, like uh, it. Good shouts <laughs> in there. Let's, uh, let's dive in a little bit further. Of course, it was a Wanderers win at the weekend 2 0 against Cambridge United. Uh, it feels like we've been speaking about those quite a hell of a lot recently. I can't, I can't lie. Obviously, the away fixture not being all that long ago, but it was a return to. To winning ways, back to winning ways, as uh, the, the title of the episode is coined. Chris, give us a, a little bit more of a deep dive. What did you make of the game? Uh, what was uh, some standout points for you in our, in our return to three point podcast? Um, I thought that Cambridge looked like a team without a manager. Yes, I thought they. Uh... I think we were playing the right team just at the right time. It gave us the opportunity to pretty much find what we've been missing for the last few games pretty much unopposed. So, obviously, it was a massive confidence boost for the defence 
and Joel Coleman. Um, they have little or nothing to do. Uh, I didn't notice. I'm not sure if anybody is as sad as me or as um, on the ball as I am, but Rico Santos uh, reverted back to his older Nike boots. Um, and <laughs> you, are, opposed, you are sad. As opposed to <laughs> the, new, the, the new version of the Predator that he was wearing. And also, he had his socks rolled down a little bit further than normal. So well, I can't that, go. I can't go. <laughs> so whether I, I, I see that as a as a sign of rolling up your sleeves because he can't roll up his sleeves because he doesn't have any and 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 basically getting ready for war. So rolling down his rolling socks. Down his socks. <laughs> proper so proper if I, Brilliant. If by some very, very strange occurrence of events that Rico Santos is sat watching a podcast on a Sunday. Next week, you know what to do. Same boots yeah. and, and get your socks down to your ankles and we'll yeah. uh, clearly we'll just, just turn Barnsley over on Tuesday, won't we? Exactly. That's all that's that's all it's uh, that's all it took. Um but no, I think I think you know, messing about aside, I think yeah, they were the right team for us to play right now. Um and it gave us the opportunity to start running back through the gears a little bit more. We were just in complete control. I think the only, excuse me, the only downside was that we didn't get maybe three or four. Because um, I think we were worthy of that. I don't understand why Vic's goal was ruled out. I said at the time that it wasn't handball and I saw it in real time. And I've watched it back since. It's not handball. I don't know why he's disallowed it. And I think he was... I think he deserved a goal. I think his performance deserved a goal. I thought he worked incredibly hard uh, mm. yesterday. Um, so, yeah, that was the only real kind of moan of the match, as it were, really. But we were, yeah, we, we were levels above. We really were. And just hopefully we can start to realise what, what we're all about and take that on to playing a good team in Barnsley on Tuesday. Absolutely, need to take that into uh, into Tuesday. And David Jones has just said that he said he needs to see us beating yeah. good sides, and he yeah. said that will reassure him more than the win against Cambridge. Uh, he God, said he always thought we beat Cambridge. Um, it's the Barnsley game that does it for me. That's how you do against a good side. Colin, do you agree with that? Did uh, has Cambridge sort of settled? I mean, I don't think you were nervous to begin with, but no. do you think Cambridge has sort of? Put us back on the right path, but were you are you are you still slightly hesitant or are you still confident? Um no, well like you just said, I would never nervous anyway, and I won't be because we still have to play Portsmouth at home. Um and I think if we beat Barnsley on Tuesday, and I think even a draw would be an half decent result to be fair. Yeah. Um we're still well in the mix for either finishing first or second. So yeah, I, I was never really too concerned. Um Cambridge were very, very poor, um, like Chris has alluded to. I think the, the, you could tell that they, they haven't got a manager. The, 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 the manager their manager actually said himself that they need a little bit of continuity, a bit of um, you know, a bit of um, foundation to work towards work with because they, they, they haven't obviously got that, that gaffer in charge. But they mm. were a poor side anywhere. I think they, they we'd, have, we'd have probably beat them regardless of of whether or not they had a manager in place or not. Um, oh yeah. 
But yeah, I, I, I absolutely totally agree with um, with David what he's saying. It's all about it's all about Tuesday night. Um, but I see no reason why we can't go there and get a result. Can I um, can I just bring this up from Mark? Um, it's, it's literally just come up, but I think it's so relevant. Um, yeah, and we've seen why, and I, I'll, I'll I'll explain what I mean. Yesterday was our first clean sheet in nine games. That's a harrowing start, that isn't it? Mm. For a team that, that mm. prides themselves in in correct in clean yeah. sheets. Yeah. You think about the records last season. Um, how how much of a massive signing Nathan Baxter's been? Obviously, he's out injured at the minute, but you know you put that in the mix and the clean sheet record last season to not have a clean sheet in nine games. To add to that, though, Chris, we're scoring more goals, though, aren't we, than we did last season? Yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely. But, look, your entry level, your minimum standard of performance is keep a clean sheet, and then that's your jump-off point. You go from there, you're going to win or draw. It's as simple as that. I know it's stating the obvious somewhat, but, like you say, a team who prides itself on resilience at the back Good goalkeeping, and and I'm not putting that down to Joel Coleman. There's communication issues, there's defensive injuries. There's a load of factors that go into that. Um, but yeah, getting that clean sheet it, it is is big, and you build on that, and you go through those those runs, those clean sheet records like we had last season. You've got to start somewhere. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. That's a good point, that Mark. Thank you. Sorry, Colin. Certainly is. No, it's good. It's good. Looking at the, uh, the the run of form that Wanderers have been on, obviously in our last six, we've we've accumulated nine points. With obviously uh, no, we've not accumulated ten points. One draw. Obviously that coming against Charlton. The three wins in Wickham, Cambridge the first time round, and Cambridge the second time round, and the two losses. That I'm sure we don't need reminding about. And what did you take from from the performance and and how sort of. I'm going to use the word again, but reassuring was it to to see us seemingly back to uh, back to what we think is is normal. Just before I do that, we're in the wrong order and it's perturbing me. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't see in this, in this order. Are we changing places? You go there. You're gonna have to. You go there. It, it, you go there. That's where I said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, Familiarity and all that. Yeah, so it was absolutely a game that we we had to win just for a boost and a mentality thing. Um, a clean sheet is massive at the minute for Joel, I think, for and that back line who have struggled, like we said, we're conceding more than we normally would. But they were a poor side. They, they, the midfield was practically non-existent. Um we could have had and should have had more. For me, I don't know anyone else's highlight of the game was, I think, along with probably half of the stadium, thought their keeper was going to get booked for time wasting. Hmm. <laughs> and no, Victoria Biagio got a card yeah, for um, remonstrating well. with the referee. And I think that just summed up the referee's performance yesterday. It was questionable again. Go on, Chris. So I've already proven myself an enormous nerd tonight and oh, yeah. across 77 other episodes. But did you know that the amount of time between the keeper collecting the ball 
and Victor Adebayo being bought was 40 seconds exactly. I must say, I I, I also in, <laughs> took part in some, some avid counting during the game and from the ball going out of play uh, to the keeper kicking it, I recorded 38 seconds, which is just, it's mind-blowing. It, it's absolutely mind-blowing when you it, consider that that's... It was 30 seconds. It was said at the start of the season, the rule's still there. Obviously, they've you know they they become more tolerant of it and they they've slackened off with the additional. They just time make it up as they go along, don't they? Yeah, they, they just got in it. They do what they want. Sorry, I just had to get that in there. I know, as Alex says, Chris needs to go out and see the grass. Probably <laughs> some as well. There you go. I think what speaking about yesterday's game, just quickly, I think one of my big takeaways from it was. Obviously, people are probably going to be a little bit disappointed that we didn't go on to win by three or four clear goals. But I thought the amount of substitutes that we were making as the game went on obviously eats into the possibility of us doing that because it completely disrupts the whole flow of the game. Um, but I was quite pleased with that because it gives us the opportunity to rest players ahead of Tuesday. Um, yeah. So... I, I was comfortable with with that scoreline, and I've co I was comfortable with the amount of substitutions that were that were being made because we didn't oh, really yeah. get out we didn't really get out of third gear anyway. But on top of the fact that we were able to kind of make you know so many changes in that second half was was really was really kind of reassuring going going into that game on Tuesday. Absolutely, comment coming from uh, from Ben here, and it says having a solid defence is far more important than scoring, which is a good point. In terms of, I think for me, recent weeks has has proven this. But for, from your point of view, what is the most important position on that pitch for us? Um, I'll kick things off. I think for me, it's it is that goalkeeper spot. I think everyone else in the team can sort of get by, but when it's so so noticeable when that that number one spot is either you know not filled with who is usually there or things aren't quite ticking right. I disagree. I disagree. Ben. The floor is yours. I think that it isn't necessarily one position that I think is important to us, but it's two. It's yeah, our fullbacks. It's our fullback. It's both wingbacks, wingbacks. that are critical critical to the way we play. Because the, the amount of overloads that we create due to the fact that our wing-backs or full-backs are effectively forwards or, or attackers just gives us the fluidity going forward to absolutely pick teams apart. And I think the fact that Randall Williams is coming back from injury is just worth its weight in goal because we've got so many options from an attacking full-back perspective. Um, then it's going to obviously going to be beneficial for us moving into this, into this last part of the season. Um, so having fully fit fullbacks for me is the most important position for us on the pitch. Well, it was a bit of a nothing question. It does heavily depend on your team. It depends, you know, what formation you play and how you set. Yeah, up. I, ju I just I, I get I get the keeper thing because Bax is such a good goalkeeper for us, and he well, just such a good, mm. good goalkeeper for the, this division and probably higher. But I just think we've got good enough players to keep the ball away from our goal anyway. And I think the way we can we can we can we can pick teams apart. Mm. Um, with them full-backs is, is so important to the way we play. And it's probably more so the lack of knowing each other with Coleman at the minute. It's that lack of, he's not quite as yeah. vocal. I thought he played well yesterday, mate. I'll be he honest. Yeah, no, he did he? Well. No, but he still commanded his box well. And he, yeah, you know, he yeah just, no, he's, he's growing, he's growing. His distribution, was, 
his distribution was good yesterday as well. In, in fairness, game time will do that, won't it? Whether we win, lose, yeah. or draw, goal time for him is is pivotal for him to grow and get stronger, and it'll do him the world of good having this little spell. Well, hopefully, it's a little. Spell. Can I put a, put a shout out to him? Yeah, from, if you from, want, from one from one who is extremely follically challenged. Um, <laughs> can we stop it with a comb over Joel? Um, just whip it off, lad. Just get do gracefully, mate. It's all right. You yeah. two can look as handsome as me. Um, <laughs> please, please stop. You did, you did say you did say Joel, not 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 Cole, then didn't you, Chris? <laughs> but he said Cole. Maybe I did. Call him. <laughs> <laughs> Although I asked in the back of Ben's head as well, so he's not too far away behind me, actually. So, <laughs> right, moving away from hairlines. Um, I mean, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, it was a good performance from the Wanderers. Back to winning ways, which was the all important thing. Three points on the board, still keeping us right in the mix for those automatic promotion spots, which of course will be heated up even further with our next game against Derby. Just before we head into Derby. our preview, Derby. 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 Barnsley, Barnsley, come on, Bar- come on, Derby, Barnsley. They're, bo- they're both coming up soon, all right. Um, yeah, before we get into our preview for Barnsley, uh, which, of course, will be with our resident stat man, Callum, uh, who's probably now somewhere crying in a corner, wallowing in uh, self-pity. Long. Um, <laughs> but we will hand over to Ange, which, for the first time in a long while, can do her fan zone run of the match. <laughs> It feels like a long while because we've not done a pod with all four of us. I mean, it was last Sunday, Benjamin. You weren't on. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's new for me. It's new for me. Yeah, so should be a good one. I have a feeling we might get a bit of a split verdict on it. Hang on, Um, hang on, hang on. Enemy troops alert. Hello, enemy (laughs) troops in the chat. So the show is... From Craig Wood from the fantastic Barnsley podcast, read all over. It is, it's really good to be fair. I hate to say yeah, it, but yeah. they are really good at cracking, what they do. Cracking podcasts, yeah. They are, and they're top, top people as well. Um, Definitely not and nervous. He asks, do you guys feel as nervous as me for Tuesday? Yes. It's, big, it's a bigger game for them than it is for us. Oh, yeah. Colin, he's had his fishing run out today on Twitter. I've seen him. Love <laughs> that, Craig. <laughs> he loves it. He just loves it. The mind games have started. Anyway, back to the job at hand. Man of the match. You've already started. Pop your calls in the chat. If you want to elaborate, we do like an elaboration. Colin certainly does. Um, and then we'll go to the panel and we'll start with Chris Dawson, please. Paris Magoma. For any particular reason or just because he's Paris Magoma? Because he's really good at football. Simple. I just honestly, God, and I, I, I say this not because he's been taking flat recently, and it's like, ooh, you know what I mean, bigging him up. I just, I, I could have sat there and watched him all day yesterday. He, to be fair, he was, he was allowed the time to mm. do what he does best, and he won't get that all the time. But I tell you what, it will do him no harm. But he was, it was ridiculous at times. 
he just locked leagues above. Um, well, he, he is, isn't he? Yeah, obviously, he's just been at MK at, at Thingy, Annie. At, where was he? Oh, don't, get them, don't get them two. Don't, 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 don't get them confused. Don't get them two teams confused. Whatever you do, yesterday. Shine a light. So he's been at AFC Wimbledon, and you know, and so he's not been given that opportunity in that stage in a prop in proper games to to go out there and do it. And I just think that he can he's he's proven himself that he's capable of doing it. And I would like to see the same again on Tuesday if he can do it. I thought he showed glimpses against Wigan, um, but if he can do it. Against Barnsley, I'd be absolutely delighted to get anywhere near those levels. He was just unbelievable. Harris has played for both MK Dons and Wimble. Wimble. I was going to say, I thought there was an MK Dons connection. Sorry. Fair but yeah, I was right. Thanks for that quick check, Benjamin. Um, and then we'll, we'll go to you next, Ben, I think, if you want to share your man of the match. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my nominees. I've got four that I'm, I'm no, really... No, with. you can't have four. Well, you can, as long as the end's well, on Well, you one. can, but you have to pick one in the end, yeah. Yeah. My, oh, uh, didn't my you four, say you've got four? Yeah. Four <laughs> nominees. I'm not, not, oh. I, I, can't, I can't choose in all honesty. And I thought Ogbetta was brilliant. I thought he was really, really good. He drove yeah. inside and he found so much space and he played really, really well. Sheehan was just Josh Sheehan. Yeah. Thomas, yeah. I thought, was great. Get adding goals to his game is, is going to be absolutely crucial. Uh, and obviously, Paris was just silky as always. Um, but I think uh, I'm going to give it Sheehan again because he's just it's mind blowing. <laughs> Basically, yeah, it's just mind blowing how he can be so good so consistently. So for me, it's Josh. Just on that, I think. To, to give Paris man of the match yesterday above George Thomason tells you how good Paris McGovern's performance was because Thomason was very, very good yesterday. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Colin, here you have him. Um, <clears throat> yes. Uh, I thought Ogbetta were great. I thought um, Thomason was great. I thought Paris McGowan was the best player on the pitch by a country mile, but he should be basically because he's the best one of one of the best footballers in the division. Um, so I give it to Paris. However, I would say a special mention needs to be handed out to Aaron Collins because he worked his stones off yesterday, put himself mm. in position. Um, still trying to find his feet in the team, and he scored. Um, yes. he did a lot of stuff well off the ball yesterday that I don't think everybody might not have seen. Um, but I thought he was—I thought he was really tidy yesterday, and you can just tell he's—he's—he's yeah. he's, he's, he's gelling slowly but surely. And I think he'll—he'll he'll come into his own this maybe this last final six weeks of the season. So it's it's pretty exciting with him because I think he's going to be a really good footballer for us. And I think he's going to change a little bit our attacking dimension as well. Um, so I think he took his goal really well as well. So a special mention to him, but mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, Paris, Paris was man of the match by, by some distance. So in the chat, we've got, I think it's <clears throat> quite dominated by Paris. 
Obetta and Jarji T. Um, Can I just say something? Sorry, before I go any further. Yeah. Ogbetter. I Go mean, he's, he plays. It's like he's like a, a Ricardo Gardner 2.0 from back in the late 90s, early noughties. Mm. Oh, he's just it missing was... a pair of. He's just missing a pair of yellow Puma Kimas. Yeah. <laughs> he um. And he started he off. Do some dreads. He started off really bad. Bad, really bad. Got England. Uh, really, really poorly yesterday in terms of his of his ball delivery. And then I think it was at about 20, 25 minutes. It just clicked. Switched it, didn't it? He did. He just switched the arm. And, and every ball, boom, boom, on the He's money not... every time. And it, it was, we weren't used to it. There wasn't a player there, no, were there? <laughs> attacking it because it's like we're expecting it to be blocked because of, typically our delivery hasn't been great in recent weeks. Um, but it just clicked for him. He, he, went, he, he dropped off quite significantly for a good periods of the second half. And then came back into it again and found his second wind. It's like he's, he's been watching old videos of Ricky, yeah. Ricky Gardner. He looked the, the, the way he runs the behind, as well. He the way that is the way that he sort of crouches, his low centre yeah, gravity. Yeah, yeah. He's quite tall. And that sounds like a contradiction. Is very Gardner like. Absolutely, he, he, yeah. He's very, Great he's, to see. I feel yeah, like a twelve-year-old again. Yeah. Yeah, he's a talent. He's an exciting talent, definitely. They're not bad. Um, so, yeah, with the chat, I think it was quite heavily Paris, or better, Tomo. And they're all, for me, they've all in with a shout. Joshua, as we know, he's always up there. And if we could, we probably would give it to him every week. And I think sometimes he gets a bit of a, a bit hard done to by us because we're just used to him being so brilliant. Um, I was impressed with Georgie T pulling out of a challenge he was potentially late to yesterday. I enjoyed seeing that. He took that goal superbly on his weaker foot. Um, but for me, I absolutely loved watching Paris Nagoma yesterday. I thought he was absolutely superb. And that lack of midfield gave him that space and that time. And he absolutely showed us what he's what he can do. And his assist for Collins' goal was beautiful. So for he does me... Need, yeah. He does need to take that into that game on Tuesday, though, now. Oh, build yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. It's critical that he does that because he's obviously going to be coming up against better players, and um, he's, he's, cer he's certainly got the capabilities of outperforming any Barnes and midfielder. But he just needs to do it basically instead of just us knowing he can do it. If that makes sense. Absolutely. So yeah, the fans on another match for this week is Paris and Magoma. I'm sure very, he's thrilled. Very well deserved. Sure, he's thrilled the lad. <laughs> So, Sons on what? Course, as we've <laughs> just mentioned, Barnsley away is our next visit. Of course, a game that could mean uh, or will mean undoubtedly for, for either team a, a huge, huge deal. Um, could certainly push Wanderers further up in the hunt for their automatic promotion spot. And um, for Barnsley, they're not out of the question, I don't think, just yet. Not it's all, uh, certainly a game with... Uh, High expectations and uh, and fruitful rewards for whatever team comes out on top. So we will hand over to our resident stat man, Callum, for his preview of that game. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. <coughs> if I am, if I sound a bit different, oh, I'm a bit sniffly. I'm a bit ill, but you know, be right. Not how bad. 
good win uh, yesterday. Hopefully my team can come through today, but I'm pretty confident that they won't. And I'm sure that you're hoping that they won't as well. Pain. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Barnsley, big game on Tuesday. They've uh, they've just beat Wickham 4-2 away from home. That's a good win. Conceded two goals though, so you know they are get atable. That is a word, probably not. Uh, the fourth in the league, 66 points. You know it is a very big game. This is an important game. Uh, they scored 64 goals from 46.4 xG. I mean that is, wow, that is baffling. That's nearly I mean, 20 goals more than they should have scored. I mean, they're clearly a big threat. If you give them a chance, it looks like they're going to score. So, you know, be careful. Uh, at home, they've actually got a worse record than they have away from home, which I find interesting. Uh, they've got six more points away from home this season. I've played the same amount of games, 17. So, you know, I mean, they, maybe they don't like playing at home. Maybe they feel the pressure a bit more. So, you know, a bit of a weakness. Uh, but, yeah, 1.9 goals per game, which is obviously first in the league. That is a joke. Uh, goals conceded per game is 1.1, so you should score at least one goal, and if you don't, then poor, let's just say that. Uh, they average about 52 point, yeah, 52% possession, meaning that they control games, but they probably won't against Bolton, because Everett loves the ball. Uh, they've only got nine clean sheets this season, which does surprise me a little bit being fourth in the league, which, and that is 13th in the league for clean sheets. Uh, but they do average 30.9 long balls per game, which is the fourth highest. It shows how direct they're going to be, especially against the bigger teams like Bolton. So the transition will be key, as it is in most Bolton games, to be fair. And this could this could be a bit of a problem for Bolton. So if you look here, yeah, the, the graphs are back. Uh, the average position for Bolton for the Wigan game there is a lot of space behind the centre-backs, like a lot. And I mean, I know Bolton had a lot of the ball in that game, but it's still a bit worrying, especially when Wigan did go on and win that game. And if you look at the the graph here, <laughs> no, sorry, I mean, I've got to do it, I'm just have a bit of fun. Uh, yeah, Barnsley's average positions against Wigan. Can't say that their centre-backs leave a lot less space behind. That's probably because they don't have as much of the ball. Can see the midfield's not very compact as well. It's quite spaced. So as soon as they lose the ball, I don't think they're gonna not gonna immediately press to win it back. So if you can get into that midfield, you know there could be the opportunity for an overload there, and a bit of a, a five-on-three situation against their back three maybe. And uh, they are last on interceptions per match. That's kind of kind of supports that. They're not they're not gonna press. They will commit bodies forward, but they probably won't get back as quick as they should. I know I'm dragging on a bit, so I'll get on with it. Uh, Devante Cole is the biggest threat, I think. 17 goals and 3 assists this season. 0.54 goals per night, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, his long ball accuracy is the best in the league for his position, 77.8. Uh, you know, so direct. And uh, he wins about 2.5 aerial duels per night, which is one of the best for his positions. But yeah, anyway, I've taken out quite long. Uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day. For now. A wonderful preview as ever from our resident stat man. Uh, I must say the graphs are uh, the graphs are great. Really, really interesting. Wow, um, 
yeah, it made me think uh, about that. It made me think about that actually. That that graph that he paid reference to the midfield. <clears throat> For me, uh, Kyle Dempsey's our best. Nah, it, it's, it's hard to say this, but so Kyle Dempsey, in, in many many people's opinions, should be in our midfield or certainly starting games. Do. <laughs> Do we find a do we find a place for him against Barnsley on 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 Tuesday? Is it necessary? Obviously, in terms of if, if he's a midfielder, he's I think like Chris has I just think, said, he's probably the more complete midfielder. He is, um, I think, but I think given what we were talking about before, Cole, about <coughs> that's how much say, time and space they gave Paris on yeah, Saturday yeah, yeah. yesterday, Cambridge, that that it would lend itself to. To that graph, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I was, that's what I was going to say, actually. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting, weird. isn't it? Yeah, it is. But I see, I, I see your point. We're actually, um, we've actually got a bit on quite a big bit on that in uh, this evening's uh, fan focus. Ooh, save it. So it is interesting, though, isn't it? When you when you that. look at paper and you you think about team selection. I do it quite a lot. I sit and think about what team I would expect to, to play, and then I listen to Calm's preview, and you hear what he's saying about you know teams not pressing as much, perhaps playing a little bit more direct, you know where the space is likely to be, and all of a sudden it paints a picture of who's likely to play, and obviously that's why the coaches are paid to do that job because that's the stuff that they look at day in day out. It does. It paints a it paints a good picture. Um, if people want a little bit more of a preview, Colin, do you want to? Tell them where they can where they can get it. Yeah, um, seven thirty tomorrow evening. We've got the lads from uh, Red All All the podcast coming on for our preview show. Um, very very excited to uh, get the lads on for 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 half an hour. They'll obviously, give us a good insight into into Barnsley and kind of what we can expect ahead of the game on on Tuesday. So, yeah, obviously for those people who tend to tune into to, to this Sunday episode who don't ordinarily. Tune in for um, you know the preview shows. It'd be good to get you over there tomorrow night because obviously, like we said, this is a bit of a big game on on Tuesday. Massive, massive game. Of course. And just before we move on any further, we've got one little message for you. We would, of course, like to say a huge, huge thank you and give a big shout out to our headline sponsors for the 2023-2024 season, which is, of course, Eco Warm Windows, who are down. Nope. Nope. This way. <laughs> they, uh, yes. If you want to find out about any of our sponsors, whether it's our headline sponsors or any of the other sponsors, then you can do over on our website on www.thefanzonepod.co.uk. They are absolutely wonderful guys, and if any of you are planning on getting some new windows or doors fitted, then it's worth uh, worth having a having a little nosy. Uh, you can find out everything you need to know about all the sponsors, all of that, all that good stuff, everything you need. Uh, find out more over on our website. But we will now head on over and hand over to you, Chris, for your fan zone fan focus. Just try to recreate that image. I actually have the same hoodie on. Oh, you are! Yeah, you do, yeah. <laughs> what a scruff. 
Mora. Right. Where do we start? Oh, before, before we go oh, into this, Colin. I just want to Colin. say, before I forget, I've seen quite... We're talking at the Barnsley game just before, weren't we? And obviously the fact that we go to Barnsley on Tuesday. I want to give a, a huge uh, tap on the back to everybody who's going to Barnsley on, on Tuesday night because I've seen a lot of people saying it's the first game, it's not sold out since yada, 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 yada. And I just think there's been a lot of games recently and I think a lot of people deserve a little bit of credit for the amount of money that they spend on football matches and obviously going down to on a Tuesday night isn't easy. So, yeah. Before I forgot, I just wanted to kind of say right. fair, play, oh, fair play to you. Fair play to you. Fair play That's to it. you. I'll, I'll be I'll be there. It's a dig a It's a dig a do at the minute. It's a dig a do. Yeah, absolutely. Fifteen hundred tickets bought for Tuesday. Now we're at two thousand now. We're over over two thousand, I believe, which is phenomenal. Um, and if you think about it, that is what we took to the playoff. Second leg at Oakwell, 2000. That's so, all the good letters off, wasn't it? That was what? <laughs> That's all the good letters off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, we're not, we're not, but the point I'm making is that we, we still managed to make a lot of noise. So, Back yeah. the boys. Absolutely. Um, so, this evening we will start with... A point from Michael, MB, and Leslie Davis um, made a very, very similar point, which was, is consistency with the starting 11 key to us getting a winning run together? Bearing in mind there are 11 games um, remaining now between now and the end of the season. Obviously, in recent weeks, we've had a lot of changes, a lot, in, a lot of enforced changes. But a lot of tinkering as well um, due to the hectic schedule, not just the injuries. Um, only make changes if it's absolutely necessary. And just for context, we made one change yesterday, which was enforced. Unfortunately, Carlos will be out for six to nine months and he was replaced by new Bolton Wanderers goal scorer Aaron Collins. Compare that to Blackpool, whether we're from the Blackpool to the Wigan game, four changes. Mm. So, very good points. It is consistency key, and more so, is it key right now? 11 games to go. Benjamin. I think it, it absolutely is. It's it's really really important. We've I don't think it's something new that we've we've not mentioned before either. I think there's a, a common feel across Bolton fans that that Everett does like to tinker with his teams, but I do think that a lot probably about eighty percent of the time it's out of his control. You know, only he will truly understand where his players are at on a fitness perspective, where they're at mentally, whether. You know, how fatigued they are, how close to that red zone they are, you know, what what's going on for them. Only Everett and his, his coaching staff will understand that. So I think it's really easy from the outside to judge his team selection and go, why is he making so many changes? Or, you know, why is Sheehan coming off for Wise? Yeah, it's easy to sit there and, and, and ask those questions without understanding or, or thinking about what Everett's thinking and, and 
the knowledge that he has on all of his players. So I think it is key. However, I don't think we should be too disgruntled when other people come into the side without us really knowing why. Uh, I'm almost willing to bet my bottom dollar that nine times out of ten, it's not Ian. It's not Everett just tinkering with his team for the sake of it, you know. There's going to be underlying reasons as to why he's making those changes, whether it's tactical, whether it's enforced or or, or what it might be. So, uh, yeah, important, but not always possible. Colin, and, and also add to, add to that, same team Tuesday, question mark. Um, yeah, yeah, it has to be, yeah. Um, despite what I said about Carl, Carl Dempsey before, I just, I just think he's our. The reason why I'm, I, I suggest, I suggested him. I just think he's our kind of like best overall midfielder in terms of what yeah. he can offer. Midfield general, isn't he? Of course he is. Yeah, just, just pure versatility within his game is a fact. He's the only midfielder he can win ahead of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing else since that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think once we get past this international break, um. Then we will see a more um, consistent starting eleven because I think it's a two. I think the two very very good points the people that have made that that them them calls um, because we need all we could do. We're going on a, a really good run, and I think if we did that with the fact that we've got to play Pompey at home and we've got to go to Derby, and we, if we can put them that them fixtures in that run in terms of kind of getting a lot of results, then there's no reason why we can't end up top of this division um it does make me laugh with the portsmouth thing I, i'm seeing a lot of people basically saying that pompey have got it kind of sort up like top of the table which i mean if they were uh, like yeah. if they were like 17 points ahead of us i could probably get where it's coming from but what are they seven points ahead of us are they or less than that something they are seven points ahead and we have one game in hand and we've got to play as well. Play. Yeah, I mean, it's getting more and more difficult, and you have to give them credit. Oh, absolutely. You I, don't I, have I, to. No, no, you don't. Don't, you have don't to. Really don't want to. <laughs> you don't, really. You should do, yeah. Yeah, you should. Um, but yeah, I think we need to go on a run. I think if we go on a run, we can solidify ourselves in the top two. Um, but I think going on a run would help if we um if we if we play a consistent team. Very, very good points. Did you yeah, exactly. That comment, Colin. David Jones said he's he loves it. Yeah, yeah. No, well, yeah, no, I didn't yeah. say that two, at all. Two, no, two, two great minds. It's quite. That was from quite early in the show. That was about twenty-five minutes ago. So it's, spot on. it's true, on. though, isn't it? It is very, very. And what's your thought? Football to play yet? Yeah. On team selection. Yeah, on consistency and what we do choosing. <laughs> um yeah, for me you 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 we we stick with the team that played on Saturday that started on Saturday. Yeah. Um like you say, we get into the business end of the how many only eleven games left? That's mental. Um mm. getting to that business end of the season and for me now they need to be so a couple of instances with Ogbetter and Collins and on Saturday, they just didn't know where each other were gonna be and I think they need to. They need a couple of games of gelling, and then it could be. It could be beautiful. So I'm going to say you stick with the team. But I get Ben's point that we don't know what's going on with those vests. The vest, yeah. well, in the vest in it, whatever the vest oh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Back of them. 
sorry, I had to post that because oh, I know friend, friend of the show, and I miss Pet those days. Oh yeah, and I miss the days of me saying that he's my favourite player, and I think he's probably our most the player that we have with the most potential, which is George Johnston. Terribly missed. What a, what a day that'll be when he comes oh, back. Honestly, God, it'll be, it'll be beautiful. Uh, Chris he, Burton, he plays, uh, it used to be Josh Sheen, didn't it? It used to be every week he'd get the man of the match award and we'd all sit and rave about how good he is and what he's going to do. Yeah. And, and now Josh has sort of taken the role. Yeah, yeah. two different players, but two very, very high quality players. And Chris Burns' yeah. comment is, Jono at left centre-half with Tom and Santos. That. Has that got anything to do with our lack of clean sheets this season? I Without question for me. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a big factor, isn't it? Oh, yeah. The lack of oh, consistency yeah. in that back line yeah. as a whole has, has been a large part to play in that, you know, whether it's the wing backs, whether it's the centre halves, whether it's the, you know, Santos being missing. There's just constant, been it's constantly rotation on it all season. Sorry, got a bit of windy, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it has. It's been, you can't, just by. By the fact alone that you're not at the same place, consistency, it's never going to be there and it will impact. Which we that. had, didn't we, last season? Other than Rico had a five games, I was it? It was pretty yeah. consistent, that back line, which would be why we conceded more, will not it? Yeah. So, no coincidences there. Um, and if you're watching, Jono, love you. Love you, man. Love you. Come um, Come back straight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I believe that it's looking very, very. Don't positive. rush it. Don't rush it, though, George. Don't believe, rush it. Yeah. Yeah. And I ain't going to jinx it either. So I'm going to stop what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Um, and this leads on to leads in beautifully because you've already touched on it in that last segment. Um, and I think we've been dying to really kind of get into it, which is Dempsey versus Magoma. The dilemma. What a dilemma. Uh, whoa, what a dilemma. So this comes from Mark and Brandon, um, Colin's friend, uh, special friend. Special friend. And Mark says, does Dempsey get into that midfield three? Um, George Thomason and Josh Sheehan. No-brainer. This is Mark speaking, not me. Um, Brandon says Paris is the best technically. Obviously, we've already mentioned the fact that he is a, a footballer from a higher league. Um, but Paris is the best technically at the club. Um, and he will flourish in the championship. Gerim Bart. Um, <laughs> easy, easy said than done. Yeah, exactly. Lose some of the waste in terms of the number of strikers we've got, which is seven, uh, to free up some wages. Um, so, we'll start with Mr. Man of the Match, Magoma. And, oh, that's a great point. Thank you. Put it up in a minute. Um, so, Paris's contract with Brentford Football Club expires on the 30th of June 2025. So he, ha year he will left. have approximately yeah. a year left at the end 
of the season. So that will obviously dictate his worth. Our league position, i.e. are we in the Championship or League One, will dictate what Brentford want from us, I suspect, in terms of a transfer fee. Um, but this leads us on to something else, which was where somebody asked um, a relation of Paris Magona yesterday if he would sign a 10-year contract. Uh, <laughs> The reply was, yeah, I've just asked him. And he said, no, because most of the Bolton fans don't like me. Or I'm paraphrasing. So, I get it. I get it. Players are going to get stick on social media and you've got to take that. You're in the public eye and all that. But you know where I'm going. So, I'd love him to sign for us. I think given his ability, his age, his pedigree. So he obviously comes from Brent. He's come from Brentford. Prior to that, he was in the Tottenham Academy. He's a very, very good stop. And I think you can see that in the way that he plays football. Um, I would love him to sign a contract. I think the potential there is massive. Uh, yeah, no, I'm aware of that, David, about that comment that Paris made in relation to... Uh... <laughs> but I tell you what, you know what I mean? If you're going to poke the bear, then expect some growling, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, and, and I'm, I know he deleted the comment. Um, I'm sure you're all aware of his background and the fact that he is a devout Christian. And it's probably against his character, but you get poked and poked. And wound up and wound up, you're going to buy it, aren't you? So, but anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about football. So, yeah, I'd love him to sign. But Dempsey Omagoma, and I've got to obviously put the case forward for Kyle Dempsey, who's also a big favourite of mine prior to his injury early in the season with his back prior to that. He played every game and he was phenomenal. He never let us down. He's a he's a, an incredible all-round midfielder. As Chris mentioned, he's shown his capability as a captain at Gillingham. It's a real, real conundrum. So I just wanted to raise a point before you answer this question, which again is from... Might as well get him on here. Um, <laughs> is he next room? Um, horses for courses both offer different things. Dempsey is more complete, but cannot deny Magoma's higher technical ability. He's been schooled. He's been schooled at a Premier League club. Um, great point, that. Just I think it more difficult, <clears throat> doesn't it? I think for me, I, a bit of an obvious one, but it. It all depends on who you're playing. Horses, fuck horses. Exactly, yeah. and yeah. I think it's that. That's exactly it. Like we said, like perfect with Callum's analogy before about Barnes in the way that they play and the fact that you know that they they do leave space, you know, for players of Magoma's type. You know that that's an obvious one. Then Paris will likely likely play. Um, I do what, and this this goes back to kind of like. 
what some Bolton fans have said in recent weeks about the formation. Sometimes it, it, it may be where we could use Paris in more of an advanced role, possibly, and mm-hmm. maybe go, for, you know, four five one, for example, and or whatever it might be to kind of pack that midfield and and and, and you let Paris be a little bit more freer against certain teams, possibly, and then you could you could also play Kyle Dempsey as well, couldn't you? But I think he's trying to fine tune this formation, but also give us a bit of flexibility by signing the likes of. Mendes Gomez and, and Aaron Collins from an attacking point of view. It's a difficult one, but they're good options to have, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are. What do you think, Ben? I'm saying, but I don't think it has to be one or the other. It depends on who you're playing. It depends on who's fit. It depends who's ready, who's trained well. I don't think it is a question of, you know, one or the other. It's, you know... Well, it is a question of one or the other because I don't think they can both play at the same time. Um... <laughs> But it's, yeah, it's not a question of, you know, who's going to start half the season, you know. Yeah. Whoever you're playing, line them up and and, and see, you know, who fits their all best. Just one thing I would say is I'd be very, very surprised if Paris becomes a Bolton Wanderers player on a permanent deal. Um, I think depending on our situation this season, I think if we don't go up, it rules it out completely. I'd be very surprised if he comes back for another season in League One. Um, but also, if he carries on the way that he's going this year and we do get promoted, I don't think Brentford will be in any position to sort of let him go. I'd be inter- interested to see whether there's a contract offer there. He's 22, so it's not like he's mm-hmm. he's a young, young kid. You know, this is going to, it's this season and next season really is probably, you know, a make or break for him. So I'd be interested, even if there isn't a contract, I think he'll still remain a Brentford player until at least the end of his his deal there. Yeah. And then should he set the season on fire next season in the championship, then it begs the question of if he's coming to the end of his deal with Brentford, are they going to offer him a new contract next year or is there going to be other interests from, you know, other championship clubs that are he, probably at a different end of the table? He isn't ready for the Premier League yet. By any stretch of the imagination, no, no. Defense defensively doesn't offer enough for for a sentiment. No, I don't think I don't, I don't think for one minute he'd be getting in Brentford's team in the next two seasons. No. But I don't think Ooh. he will. I don't know about that. Well, they get in the next two seasons. By that point, you'll be twenty-four. Well, yeah, yeah. Two seasons is a long time in football, isn't it? it um is. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I'd be. I'd be. I'd be surprised. I'd, I'd be very, very impressed. But I'd be very, very surprised if 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 Paris McGomer became a, a permanent Bolton Wanderers player. And your thoughts after Ben has just weed all over my chips? I've forgot the question. <laughs> I've completely uh, forgotten the question. <laughs> the question? McGomer or Dempsey? Oh, I'm horses Shoot. for courses, mate. It's absolutely oh, depends on. It is though. Like I know. Yeah, that's that that's why you have that nice midfield rotation because isn't if you think about it, and we talk about players having two players for every position, wouldn't you say that Kyle Dempsey is more a natural replacement for George Thomason? Thomason, I was just literally thinking that, yeah. So what would you say, Paris for Josh? I don't know. He just plays deeper, doesn't he, Josh? But the technically, Paris, technically, I don't think, I don't think Paris could play there. No, I, don't, but, I think he'd be wasted. 
I would say Aaron Morley. It was completely he, forgotten he, about, if I'm honest. Yeah, because he, <laughs> I thought he, I thought he looked a lot sharper when he came he on better, yesterday. Yeah. By the way, he did look miles better yesterday. I think, um, but I, he's not even in this conversation, is he, at the minute? So I don't. Mm. Got a bit of work well, to do. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now, can you see why I picked that as the topic for this evening? It 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 really does provoke some really interesting conversation. So thank you to Michael and Leslie for the first point and for uh, the second point to Mark and Brandon, Colin's friend. The best bit about it is, don't matter which one of them starts, because the other one's sat on the bench waiting, so belting. Yeah, yeah. So really good point, that, guys. And um, like I said, problem to have that's the key that's the whole that's exactly it isn't it absolutely and in oh, can I just say, before, I, before i shut the segment stop slagging him off online criticize oh, him there's no need for it be, be critical then present some data and say here you go i thought he was poor and this is the reason why i thought he was poor da, 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 da. Measure how far he sat for down one week and measure up whether he needs to pull him up a little bit more. Pull well, him that's down it, a little bit it. more. Change your boots. <laughs> 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 Night to Adidas, back to Change night. Change bubble. manufacturers are available. And in perfect cool. fashion, we've brought this episode to a close under the hour mark. And just before we sign off, HR is back. Back. <laughs> is. Is we're, we're all I can't I need to keep this last bit short and sweet. Uh, if you want to contribute to our fundraiser, uh, the no, fan zone, not if you want to, you have to, yeah, <laughs> come on, Ben. Well, come it's, on, times are tough, we can't be telling people they have to. Stop it, we need to get this done. We <laughs> are doing sleep out. And it's going to be cold. It's going to be very, very cold. Currently, we have raised uh, £267 for our efforts. And, uh, yeah, we're. Well, I don't know about everyone else, but we're looking forward to it. It'll be a good night. And, you know, with any luck, we'll uh, boost that fundraising total up a little bit more. So if you want to click the link in the chat, then it'll take you to our Just Giving page. And you oh, can 500 give... 500 quid in there, minimum. Minimum. Might it will be massively appreciated. We are raising money for some incredible charities. Any more details on it, Ben? Any more to give? Yes. So we're raising money for some incredible charities. Obviously, one of the big ones being Bolton in the Community, Urban Outreach, uh, M House. I, th- I butcher that name every time. Um, Emmaus. I don't know how you say it. Yeah, but they're Bolton. Yeah. Um, homeless charities. Some really, really, really great causes. Uh, and obviously, a hundred percent of the money raised goes to those. So yeah, if you can give and if you can support us uh, in our sleep out. And that would be massively, massively appreciated. But until the next one, hopefully Wednesday will be a three-point podcast for oh. everything crossed. Thanks to the guys at Red All Over for jumping on tonight as well. And looking yes. forward to seeing them tomorrow night as well at half seven. Tomorrow night. Indeed. Plenty of podcast action coming your way. Until then, though, take care, and we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.